Blog Talk Radio. Friday, everybody. Welcome to the Michael Cutler Hour. I am your host, Michael Cutler. It is Friday. It is December the 27th, 2019, the last Friday of 2019. Uh, Thank you so much for joining me. Always a privilege and pleasure to be uh, um, visited by you, joined by you as my audience. Um, And again, you know, we're going to focus on immigration today because immigration is such a major element of so many of the issues that confront America and Americans. And it's really become a cash cow for far too many people. And the consequence is that our elected representatives, so-called, are not representing the best interests of America or Americans, but those who provide them with the campaign contributions that they need to win elections. In a very real sense, they become the employees of some truly um, dangerous people. You know, you sometimes read these stories as they come across and you say to yourself, this can't be happening. And it's especially bothering and worrying to me and infuriating to me because I spent 30 years of my adult life enforcing and administering the immigration laws. And then you hear politicians like Cuomo of New York, the the idiot governor, who refers to ICE agents as thugs clearly is at war with anybody who would secure our borders, even though, in point of fact, our borders are our first and last line of defense, and our immigration laws have nothing, absolutely nothing to do with race, religion, or ethnicity. If those laws that we enforce that are part of the Immigration Act were based on race, religion, or ethnicity, I could not and would not have enforced those laws for 30 seconds, let alone 30 years. If you need proof, go to Title VIII, United States Code, Section 1182. That section of law, among other things, enumerates the categories of aliens who are to be prevented from entering the United States. There's not one word in that section of law that addresses race, religion, ethnicity, anything like that. It's about keeping out aliens who have dangerous communicable diseases or are severely mentally ill. Again, I remind you, Ellis Island was a quarantine station. Aliens who are criminals, spies, terrorists, human rights violators, war criminals, fugitives from justice, aliens who have been previously deported, aliens who have committed fraud and seeking status in the United States, lawful immigration status, <clears throat> Excuse me, aliens who engage in alien smuggling. These are all individuals who are to be kept out of our country. And also aliens who would take the jobs of Americans or would likely become a public charge. What in the world is wrong with enforcing those laws, with protecting the lives and livelihoods of Americans? In fact, prior to the Second World War, immigration law enforcement was primarily the responsibility of the Labor Department because President Roosevelt, during the depths of the so-called Great Depression, understood that it was not in America's best interest or in the best interest of Americans to have to compete with foreign workers who would displace the Americans and drive down wages. 
In fact, it was President Roosevelt, not the unions, but Roosevelt, who came up with the idea of the 40-hour work week. And what the purpose of that was, was to discourage employers. In fact, he, he, I mean, President Roosevelt was clear. He didn't want anybody being paid overtime. He said, if you have enough work for one of your employees that 40 hours isn't enough work, hire another employee, put another American to work. Those laws are pro-American labor. And the Democratic Party, which likes to call itself the friend of the middle class, is anything but the friend. When they pat you on the back, there's a good chance there's a knife in their hand. And that angers me. I'm a lifelong registered Democrat. I'm a labor guy. My dad, as I've often talked about on this program and on other programs, was a tradesman, a construction worker. <clears throat> he was my hero, as was my mother. If you look at construction workers, they do tough, back-breaking, filthy, dangerous work. The rate of injury and fatality for construction workers is far higher than that of law enforcement officers. These are tough Americans doing a great job, and without them, there is no way that we would have a society. It's the construction workers who build our homes, our factories, our schools, our hospitals. They build everything. And so without them, where in the world would we be? Now, the Democratic Party used to support working Americans, used to, in the old days. This is not the old Democratic Party. They are only a Democratic Party in name. The party has been hijacked by lunatics and radicals. And, you know, when there's a hijacking, there's always hostages taken. We, the people, are their hostages. You know, the Republican Party was always about cheaper labor and more profits for small businesses and big businesses. That's fair. I understand if you own a business, you want to make the most amount of money possible. But I, what I wish President Trump had said when he was elected, he missed so many opportunities. It's so frustrating because there is no alternative to Trump. Like him or not, whatever you might think about him, who in the world are you going to vote for? People that would take this country and rip it apart, turn it into a communist country? I mean, that's really the choice. That's really the choice. And I wish that when he was elected, that President Trump should have said hiring Americans and those people lawfully entitled to work in the United States is not only what the law requires, but it's what morality requires. We are our brother's keeper. And if we want America to be successful, then we have to make certain that Americans have the opportunity for success. And success comes from a good job with a good paycheck. And the more money that people earn, the more money that they spend, that was the whole idea to the economic stimulus package. You know, I, I was, uh, I've spoken all over the country, and if any of you know of opportunities, let me know. I'll be heading to Greenville, South Carolina in a couple of weeks, in fact, for an event that's called Rock the Red. But, you know, understand that in my travels around the country, I've tried to get people to understand the issue. And I remember going to Alabama perhaps 10 years ago. And it was a, a meeting of the Rotary Club, huge turnout. I was told it was the biggest turnout they ever had, which was very gratifying. And these are the, the leaders of the community, the economic leaders, the CEOs and uh, presidents of, <clears throat> excuse me, of hospitals. And these were the leadership. And I said to them, you know, we're always told that um, freedom has, is not free. And we always think about the price of freedom being paid by the incredible Americans uh, in our armed forces, the men and women of the five branches of the military, a sixth soon to be added, the Space Force, 
which is a, really an exciting prospect. But their primary shared mission, by the way, is to keep our enemies as far from our shores as possible. Immigration law enforcement agencies pick up that slack when the bad guys get close to our shores. But I, I said, you know, it's not only the military that, that bears the responsibility that pays the price to keep us free. It's also the first responders, law enforcement officers on all levels, whether it's city, state, federal. They pay the price. They put their lives on the line to protect our country, to protect our communities, to enforce the law, to truly make this a nation of law. Firefighters, EMTs, all these people, they put their lives on the line on behalf of all of us. So they go in harm's way to secure our safety, our security, our future. But I said, if you're not in one of those endeavors, but you have a company and you're in the position to decide who to hire and who to fire, you're not getting off the hook. You have an obligation to abide by immigration laws. I said, we ought to make certain that the only people who get jobs in America are people who are lawfully entitled to work. And that's not only American citizens. It includes lawful immigrants. It includes aliens who've been granted employment authorization. <clears throat> and in fact, if aliens are denied employment so that Americans can be given first shot, whether you like it or not, the law says that that's a violation of the civil rights of those alien workers. And you could be uh, fined. You could be sued. You're opening up the doors to a host of problems. So this is not about race, religion, ethnicity. We keep coming back to the same thing. All I recommended to those folks at that meeting, and I thought this would be a hard sell, I said hire those people who are lawfully entitled to work and pay them every last nickel you could afford to pay them so they get their thin slice of the American dream. And by the way, if you grow the middle class, you grow your consumer base because most businesses rely on the middle class consumer. People who are living in poverty don't have much disposable income to buy anything. <clears throat> Pardon me. So what you really want to do is make certain to, to take good care of your employees. And by the way, um, just as, uh, you know, and I compare it to D-Day, it took the generals, Eisenhower and the others, to devise <clears throat> the brilliant strategy that resulted in that resounding victory uh, at the, be on the beaches of Normandy and that which followed. But without the dedicated, valiant men who put their lives on the line, many of whom were killed, many more wounded, injured grievously, had those men not made those sacrifices, all the brilliant planning and strategies of the generals would have gone nowhere. Without dedicated employees, no company be, can be successful. So it's important that we work as a team. It's understandable that there's a divide between labor and management. That divide goes back to the beginnings of the human species. <clears throat> but we need to be fair to one another. We have to understand that as, as Americans, we're in this together. And what surprised me was I got a standing ovation from all these CEOs, and it was only a couple of months later that Alabama passed a major immigration law that largely paralleled the Arizona law, SB 1070. That's the speech that I wish President Trump had made, to make it clear that hiring lawfully entitled workers, workers lawfully entitled to work in the United States, is not only the law, it's an act of patriotism. It's an act of morality. <clears throat> and so we come to New York and the insanity that we're witnessing in New York. We're, we're really diving into the depths of chaos. 
Uh, and it's not just immigration, by the way. Here's a headline, CBS News, yesterday, December 26th. Rockland County fatal hit-and-run suspect released under the new state bail reform guidelines. So now, because poor people don't have money to post bail, and I understand that's a problem. I, I, I get this idea that if you have lots of money, you get to post bail, and, and while charges are pending, you get to sleep in your own bed and be with your own family, possibly. Where if you're poor, you get arrested. If you're required to post bail, you can't. It's not right, perhaps. I understand the need to be fair. I agree. But goodness gracious, here's a guy who ran over a woman. By the way, ironically, she was an immigrant from Haiti, 35 years old. She was the mother of, of three children. And, and so here's what the article says. Because of this mindset that the people who break the law somehow are to be protected and the hell with the people that they hurt. I mean, that's really what this comes down to, folks. It's very disturbing. <clears throat> Let me read this to you. This is from CBS News. A woman was struck and killed. This is at Stony Brook, by the way. A woman was struck and killed by an unlicensed driver who left the scene. He was arrested and immediately released back onto the street under the terms of the New York State New Bail Reform Law. Those close to the victim are struggling to understand why. CBS's Tony Ayala reported on Thursday, quote, I feel fortunate to have met her and have had her in my life, friend Irene Ficconi said. Friends and family are distraught following the death of 35-year-old Marie Rosie Osai. Now, here's the, here it goes on and says, The immigrant from Haiti, a mother of three, was run over on Christmas Eve while crossing Route 9W in Stony Point. Facing a felony charge for fleeing a fatal accident is 27-year-old Jorge Flores Villalba. According to court records, Flores Vialba told the investigators, I was driving and did strike a person, but I did not call the police. I was afraid because I don't have a license. I don't know if this guy is an alien, if he's here legally or illegally, <clears throat> but think about this. The purpose for bail, and I used to argue bail with the prosecutors that I work with uh, because immigration is a major element in likelihood of flight. What most people don't realize is that when an alien commits a crime, when an alien commits an act of terror, that alien has a trap door that he or she can escape through. They go to the airport, they get on an airplane, and they're in the wind, and very often we are unable to extradite them back to the United States to face justice. This is a, an ability they have that Americans don't have. They have that trap door. And, in fact, we frequently would go to the airport to try to find people fleeing once we had arrest warrants issued. It's not uncommon. People from other countries know that they're about to go to jail, and they hit the ground running. Feet don't fail me now. They're in the wind, and we never see them again, and they become fugitives, never to serve a day in jail, never to pay their price for the damage they've done, for the lives they've taken, for the violence they've perpetrated. Nobody talks about that. Nobody talks about that. So here we have a case of, and by the way, bail consists generally of two components, risk of flight, danger to the community. Anybody who would drive a car without a license is a danger. And when I hear this nonsense, well, they're going to drive anyway, these are legislators. They write laws, and they're saying, well, so who cares if people don't follow the law? 
So why are they bothering to legislate laws if they don't care whether or not people follow the laws they write? There's a reason for a driver's license, okay? And you don't need a license to know that if you hit somebody, you bear responsibility, you stay put. What did he do? He ran. Why did he run? He was afraid. Why was he afraid? He had no license. That's a risk of flight. He demonstrated it. I don't know how badly the woman was, was hurt. I mean, obviously she was, she was killed, but did she die right away? Did she die a while later? Could he have stopped and maybe called police and maybe they could have saved her life? These are all questions that the article doesn't answer. If he had pulled over immediately and called 911 and said, I just hit somebody, and they immediately sent EMTs in an ambulance, would she have survived? Was she killed instantly? They don't talk about that. But these are fair, reasonable questions that anybody with a half a brain ought to be asking. But no, he ran. Do you think he demonstrated risk of flight? He already did that. He already did that. He ran. He was afraid. He's now facing jail time. You think he's afraid now? You betcha. And if he's a foreign national... Bet you anything he's not going to show up. I'll bet you anything this guy is going to get in on an airplane and will be in the wind if he has another country that he can go to. He's already demonstrated, without a doubt, risk of flight. Risk of flight. But we have a new law in New York State. Unless you commit a violent crime. What's a violent crime? You ran someone down with your goddamn car. Tell me that's not a violent crime. And then you fled the scene. Didn't even check to see if the person was alive or needed help. Boom, in the wind, gone. But we want to be fair to him. So the judge said, do you promise you're going to come back? He says, I promise, I promise, I promise. He said, great, have a nice day. Out the door. He goes home, and this woman goes to a hole in the ground. Her three kids now orphaned. But... This guy is home. He's happy. His family, his friends, they're happy. He'll be home for Christmas. He'll be home for New Year's. The lunacy being foisted on us is beyond belief. There is no accountability. Social justice is not justice at all. Do we need to reform our laws? Yeah, maybe we do. And there are things that are wrong with the system. But you have a hit-and-run motorist and someone is dead. That person does not get to go home as far as I'm concerned. You bear responsibility to stay put, wait for the police, face the consequences, and the word is going to be out there. The word's going to be out there. If you have a car accident, if you're from another country, you're unlicensed, go to court, they'll let you go, get on an airplane, and wave bye-bye. Wave bye-bye. What does that do for the family of the victim? What level of frustration are they experiencing? What level of anger are they experiencing? And what are we doing about them? How are we taking care of that family? How are we taking care of those three children? Who cares? doesn't matter. Because the guy that ran her over, he's getting freedom. Freedom. Wow. This is the new New York State mentality, and it seems to be percolating throughout the United States. The criminals are the victims, and the victims, collateral damage, speed bumps, speed bumps. Forgive me. This revs my motor. 
this revs my motor. It probably revs your motor also. Now, New York State is giving driver's licenses to illegal aliens under something called the green light law. Well, the green light law is also providing a green light to terrorists, human traffickers, and drug smugglers. What the law included, besides providing driver's licenses to illegal aliens, which, by the way, was stopped after 9-11 because, you know, we realize this is a problem, and I've spoken about it before, the weapon of choice these days by terrorists around the world, not just in the United States or just in the Middle East. <clears throat> We've seen it throughout Europe. We've seen it here on the West Side Highway in Manhattan, just a couple of blocks from what came to be known as Ground Zero, where an alien terrorist with a truck mowed down eight bicyclists and killed them. They happen to have been tourists, I believe, from Argentina, if my memory serves correctly. 